your turn to... Oh, is it for me? Consider yourself fired. Why are you winking at me? Consider yourself fired. Hello, and welcome to the JT and Drew Show. I'm JT. And I'm Drew. And we're two nobodies talking about nothing. Nothing. Consider yourself fired. We're, we're going to talk about something that... Uh, it's kind of controversial, but it definitely needs addressing, and it's been addressed, but uh, I'd like to give my point of view on it, my uh, perspective, if you will, my opinions, uh, and then see uh, what what you've got there, JT, and kind of compare notes, see where we're okay. at. Okay. Definitely. <clears throat> so this topic uh, is going to be more focused on like uh, school shootings. You know, how how do they happen? Why do they happen? Are there warning signs? Are they preventable? Um, what what do we need to do about, you know, having these these weapons in students' hands and um, who's responsible? All all that kind of stuff. You know, it just just recently we had the uh, school shooting there in Mansfield, Texas. Um, you know, and, and it's just it seems like every year there's there's another one or there's another few or, or what have you um but uh but yeah so i'd like to talk about that and then get your your opinion on it as well and uh you know if anyone out there listening would like to provide their own opinion about it or fact check us or whatever uh please feel free to do so yeah uh email us or get a hold of us on facebook all that information's at the end of the show we put it at the end of the show so you guys can remember it and uh, we remember to say it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, bud. Well, All right. Yeah, let's, let's get into uh, it. Let's do it. So school shootings. Yeah, man, school shootings. Um, Wasn't it just a couple weeks ago that uh, the one in Arlington happened? Is that the one you were talking about, Mansfield? Yep, yep, that's the one. Um, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, I think... They said uh, a couple kids had gotten a fight, and one pulled out a gun, shot three students and a teacher or an adult that was there on campus. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't believe there were any fatalities, um, but I, I didn't just going off the top of my head. You know, one of the things that I wonder when things like this happen are well, one, how did how did they procure the weapon, right? But another right. one is is were there red flags? Is it preventable? Yeah, the individual who committed the crime was 18. Yeah. And I know at least here in Texas at 18, you can get a rifle. But I think you have to be 21 to get a handgun. Yeah, yep, that's correct. And he used a handgun, didn't he? I believe so. I believe so. So, yeah, where did he get it from? Yeah, I'm not even sure. Um, I've got a do a little bit of research on that on that to see you know did he get it from home was it one of his parents or did he purchase it or was it a friend's or who who knows what one of the things a while back gosh i don't remember how long ago this has been but maybe a year or so a lot of these anti-gun folks were talking about um your child takes your weapon from your home and goes and commits one of these crimes um that they should be able to hold the parents accountable and charge them with the crime because it was their weapon. Now, I, I don't agree with that. Obviously, I think that parents, if you have kids in the house, you know, you, you definitely need to have your weapons stored in a safe location, hard to get, locked up, whatever. 
Yep. Um, and, and your kids ought to know too, like, Hey, yeah, this is a no, no <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, it's a nice way to put it, I guess. Yeah. That's my, uh, my baby talk. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't necessarily think that the parents should be held accountable unless you know, it was like, Hey, here you go. Put this in your backpack. I think that that child or that young adult, uh, in this case, you know, they, they know what they're doing. They know right from wrong. And they should, right. They should, they should. And they should also be held accountable for their actions. Okay. Now I'm not going to get too much off topic, Mm -hmm. but at what age do you feel that a minor should be held accountable for their actions? Well, I mean, I think at all ages, you know, uh, obviously the severity of the punishment or the accountability depends on on the age. You know, you're not going to necessarily send a 10-year-old to prison. That would be pretty interesting, actually. I think, what was that show they had? Uh Oh, scared the straight. juvies, yeah, with the those kids that had attitude problems. They yeah, send them to jail. Yeah, yeah, they'd yeah. send them there and and try to get them straightened out. But uh, you know, I don't think that's the right answer. You send a, a ten, eleven year old to prison and and whatnot. But you know, there's juvenile detention. There's uh, fines. There's putting them to work. There's all all kinds of things. So I think it it's going to be a case by case. And, and depending on the severity of the crime committed. But uh, but there definitely needs to be accountability because if they don't know right from wrong, hopefully that accountability would teach them, okay, what I did was not okay. Well, then let me ask you a question, and this isn't a necessarily a school shooting. Sure. Uh, but you remember that kid? Oh, gosh. I think it was I think it was somewhere here in Texas where he was drinking underage, got into an accident and either killed everybody in the car or just one person or something and he was on parole, I think that's the right word. Um he was at home doing his time and found there was a video that showed him drinking in a basement or uh, a room in his parents' house. And his parents were letting him drink. And the parent, his mom and him fled to Mexico. And his dad was like, well, he doesn't know what he's doing. And the kid was like 16, 17. Hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I, I, that doesn't ring a bell. I'll have to pull up his name. But, uh, yeah, that, but, that's very interesting for sure. But cases like that where the child is so spoiled or whatnot that the parents didn't teach him anything. Now, is that the kid's fault or is that the parent's fault? Well, I'm going to say it's both. Um, And in that scenario, the parents are enabling the child. They're providing the alcohol. The child at that point who's already gone to court or, you know, seen a judge or whatever to be sentenced with whatever punishment knows that what he did was wrong and illegal in that case drinking and driving and underage drinking at that and then to continue to do it like you've already been told it's wrong and now you're still doing it yeah no no you you know what's going on 
Now there are exceptions, right? There's mental issues, you know, people that that aren't necessarily all there or have illnesses or, or whatever that impair their judgment or impair their reasoning. And but for the average standard Joe kid, I, I would say no. Yeah, at that point, they know what they're doing, and their parents know what they're doing. Right. Well, the parents definitely know what they're doing. No, I'm not saying that this kid was in the right or wrong. I don't think that actually he was in the wrong. So he's the affluenza teen was his uh, nickname. His name was Ethan Couch or Cooch. Huh. Uh, it was back in 20. Oh, gosh. Wasn't that long ago. 2013, I guess. Oh, yeah, I don't remember but, that. Oh yeah, that was um that was a big old thing on the news and everything. He killed four four people in a car crash. Hmm. So I'll have to read up more on it, but yeah. So, but overall, uh, the parents were saying that they never really taught him right from wrong, and that he's uh, he's an angel and he doesn't do anything bad and blah 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 and. The kid was just, you know, oh, I didn't know that was bad. Even after he had, uh, the judge had told him drinking underage is illegal. You can't do this. So the judge pretty much just threw the book at him. And was like, nope, you're going to life. Mm. If I, if, if I remember that correctly. Well, you remember the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Menendez brothers? No. Yeah, so that that was a hot one. Um, they had, uh, gosh, I don't remember if it was shotguns or what, but they basically they came into their own home. Their parents were in the living room watching TV, and they shot the crap out of them. Oh, my gosh. Yep, they claimed later on, you know, different things about their parents and yada yada, but at the time, one of them was 21, and the other one was 18. So they just throw their life away. Yep. But it, it's it's one of those things, though, again, you know, their age, one of them is, well, they're both adults at that point in the eyes of the law, right? 18 and 21. Yeah. But you have cases where even kids that are younger than that commit similar crimes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, like so the, what uh, do you do? Like the elementary kid or the middle school kid out in, um, what was that, Sandy Lake or Sandy something, and then Washington State. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandy Hook, I think. <clears throat> Sandy Hook. Um, that that's terrible. Was that a that wasn't a high schooler? That was like a middle schooler. It was like a young kid, wasn't it? Uh, I don't remember. Let me. But see it was his grandma's one. gun. Is the one he got. Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. Yeah, but who did the shooting? That was the Connecticut United States when twenty year old. I was a twenty year old. Mm. So. Obviously a problem. People yeah. need to secure their weapons. Uh, I also get it to where, you know, you have one, let's say you have your one loaded pistol or whatever for your home defense. And it's in your night table or under your pillow. I've heard a lot of people keep it in different places. Sure. But, I mean, what do you do at that point, especially... If you have kids. I can tell you what I do, but I want to hear what you would do. Well, I think a, a big part of it is education. 
I think a lot of times what you don't know gets you in trouble. So if, if parents choose to uh, have guns in their homes, whether it be handguns, rifles, whatever caliber, doesn't matter, BB gun even, pellet gun, education is key. Uh, I think you need to teach them the weapon safety, you know, the rules, how to handle the weapons, how to clear the weapons, how to basically make it make the weapon not something that's scary but also they will gain the confidence in how to handle it if they ever needed to but that way they also know the importance and the dangers and everything that goes along with it you know i think when we see these cool movies and you know they're actiony and this person's shooting and then you know oh this looks really cool and you know the the perception is out there but they don't realize the dangers and everything else that comes along with it so yeah i i personally i think education is key people are still going to do what they're going to do you know the kid can take that in one ear and out the other and say okay well forget that i'm i'm still going to go shoot up a building or whatever yeah um but at that point i think you know as the parent hopefully you'd be able to say you know well we did everything we could we just have a crazy kid or or what have you that's the uh, the long version of my answer i think <laughs> i i agree with you as far as education um having them know how to like you said clear it um main thing is so you know i have kids and mm-hmm. i have <coughs> guns and my kids know how to use a weapon. Uh, I started them out on a BB gun and a pellet gun, but I made it serious enough to let them know, hey, you never point this thing at anybody, mm-hmm. unless unless you're willing to take their life. You never point this at anybody. It's always downrange. It's always what you're the target you're trying to shoot at. And we'd set up little targets in the yard or whatever and as when they got comfortable and whatnot we started doing like you know oh who can hit this and who can hit that one you know again make it fun mm-hmm. um i think the only i think the only one that i've let them chew as far as powder goes is uh the 22 this is about as far up on that that i've let them do it and let them feel the kick and the yeah make sure that they're comfortable with the noise and because once you get into the powder, I mean, it gets loud and yeah, it gets are, loud. You get recoil, you get, you know, the, you're getting that shock factor. Yeah. And, you know, making them comfortable is, is the key to it. And, but every time they pick up a rifle or pick up a whatever gun that I have, let them know that, Hey, this is this thing right here. They can kill you, you know? You've got to be safe with it. You've got to know how to clear it. And, and I've let uh, my kids clean clean the guns that I got, the rifles and the shotguns and the everything else that I've got. I've let them clean it so they know this is how you handle it. This is what this does. This is what that does, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then whenever we can, we'll go out to a range and we'll let them shoot it. And I don't think, I don't think guns are an evil thing i don't mm-hmm. think um kids knowing how to use and break down and clean and put back together and fire a weapon i don't think that's bad uh just 
depends on how you teach them and yeah, let yeah, well, them know this <clears throat> the how serious that stuff is and people are going to make their own decisions you know you you can teach them and what they do with that knowledge is up to them yeah you know but my kids don't know the combination to mistake so you know <laughs> well that's there you go <laughs> now do you think that uh you, you've said something interesting there you said you don't think that they're necessarily evil the guns but do you think in in the case of like a school shooting and say it's a a minor not an adult Mm -hmm. do you think that the minor the child is the responsible party or do you think that you know it it's the gun's fault so we need to trace it back to whoever the owner of that gun is it's the person pulling the trigger whether you're a minor or not yeah. You're you're making that decision to pull that trigger. I'm not I mean, going to sit here I, and <clears throat> blame video games or blame action movies or blame. I mean, if you have a plan that you want to do, if you have the willingness to do what you think you want to do, and that is either one, stop being bullied, or two, show people that you're not a coward or anything, and you go and you shoot up a school. Whether you're a minor or not, you've made that decision. Mm-hmm. So, I have um, CHL, what do they call now? LTCs. Yeah, LTC I, license to I, carry. Yeah, I have a I have a license, and I carry all the time. And when I carry my weapon, is uh, the moment I pull it out of the holster. If I have to use it, it's ready to go. I mean, uh, I don't, I don't keep it on safe on my side. Hmm. So, and I have never had a problem. And I've dropped that, I've dropped all of my pistols when it's on uh, fire, uh, when it's ready to go. Right. And I've never had any of them just discharge. So, uh, it's it's the person behind the trigger. Who's got the finger wrapped around it, pulling it? That's well. That's, that's the ultimate safety. That's the ultimate safety. Whether your oh, pistol yeah. has a, a like a thumb safety or anything like that. I mean, yeah. finger on the trigger, not safe. Finger off the trigger, safe. Yeah, yeah. When I hand my kids a a weapon, they know that their finger goes in the rest position. Mm-hmm. So and and I think. I think the military has helped me learn that even though, you know, we're chair force and we don't qualify until we deploy, but knowing that knowledge, having that knowledge, uh, has helped me. And then that kind of helps me teach my kids. Sure. Sure. And my kids know, Hey, we don't go into this closet. We don't try to punch in numbers on this, you know, in, in the safe or anything if they want to hey can we go out and shoot a target they'll come up and ask me and I'll say yes or no if mm-hmm. I don't have time to do it then I don't do it but if I'm like man we're not really doing anything yeah let's go out and shoot the pellet gun or shoot the whatever uh, a couple days ago uh, was it a couple it was last no it was a bit about a week or two ago tells you how redneck i am uh we opened up the back door and we shot at a rabbit uh my daughter and i just we were in the back of the house 
back door open in the house because we both had our pajamas on. <laughs> she shooting a rabbit, trying to get it so we, because it was big, man. I mean, it was got dang rabbit. Yeah, I don't think we got it, or if we did, uh, it was a few hours later. Some coyotes came up and dragged something off, but I I didn't see what they dragged off. But yeah, mm. um, they might have gotten it. But I think we hit it. And my daughter's a oh god, she's a terrific shot. That's good. But, yeah, you got to teach them right. So, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think, well, okay, let me preface it. I think a lot of times there are warning signs, and sometimes there are not warning signs, right, when you're talking about uh, a school shooting. Right. Um, sometimes people aren't always going to wear their emotions on their sleeves so that you can see. They're just going to surprise you and... Do you think maybe like making the gun laws stricter or trying to to make it harder to purchase guns is the answer? Uh, okay, now hold on. Are you asking me that should the state or federal government mandate or push stricter gun laws? I'm just going to clarify this. Is uh, that what you're asking me? E- essentially, yes. Well, okay. However, they're going to do it, or however they right, right, to right, do right, it, right. but to make it harder for you to go as, out and and purchase as an a average gun. Joe to go out, yeah, and purchase a firearm. Mm-hmm. I don't think any stricter gun laws that they could push is going to stop any of this from happening. My personal opinion, I think the gun laws that we have in place right now, I think they need to double down on those and uh i know here in the state of texas uh they call the bureau to do a background check before you even purchase anything no matter what it is Mm -hmm. yeah i remember uh even when when we were looking at those uh 22 cowboy guns oh yeah oh those are nice and and you you express your interest in them and everything and before they even, you know, put it in a box and, oh, hey, here you go. Uh, th- that'll be however much money. You fill out an application online. They run your background check. Um, I mean, it, it's it's extensive, and, it you know, it's not like a, oh, hey, this was uh, done in two minutes. I just walked in, said I wanted this one, and then I paid for it and left. Yeah. You know, I've and never for some had that people, experience. For some people, their background check, they may not even be able to come back and actually purchase the weapon for several days. And others, you know, you may wait an hour or two or something like that. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I agree. I don't think trying to make it any stricter. I mean, how did the person that committed the crime obtain the weapon in the first place? Some of them, they went out and purchased it. Again, they may not be displaying symptoms or red flags or anything like that and you know yeah they never had any mental issues or whatever so that's not gonna come up you know but but like these underage or these uh children that commit these crimes and you know go into schools with guns and whatnot they didn't go and purchase the gun so how would making the laws any stricter affect them 
it might make it harder for their parents to purchase guns and then keep them in the home. But like you had mentioned earlier, where there's a will, there's a way. And so, oh, okay, yeah. now it's harder for the kid to get one from their parent because their parent can't get one from the store because it's harder. Okay, well, maybe they have a friend who has a gun or a friend's parents or something like that. They're, they're, they're going to get what they are going to get. Right, and you know, there's there's always a way to get stuff. I mean, we yeah. have some pretty strict, and, and I'm, I'm going to go off topic for two seconds give me give me two seconds sure um you know we have pretty strict uh laws on illegal drugs right Mm -hmm. um they're still here i'm just saying we have a problem uh and we're not calling houston so because they've got a big problem but um no i mean it it doesn't matter what law you put in place uh a new one i'm not saying the ones that aren't in place aren't good enough any new restriction that you have on firearms or anything like that, you not going to stop somebody from doing what they've already planned on doing. Right. So you're just not, I I, I, I don't care who you are. Well, and, and like you said, we have pretty strict laws when it comes to drugs, illegal drugs, whether it's buying, selling, producing, whatever. Um, yet somehow, they're still on the streets. People are still making them. People are still purchasing them. People are still smuggling them. People are still selling them. And, and they're illegal. Yeah. So they're so. committing a crime when they commit any of those actions. So if if I'm a criminal or a soon-to-be criminal, I may go out and purchase a gun or I may, like from a, a reputable uh FFL dealer, whatever, mm-hmm. or I may find somebody on the street who is selling a gun that I can just buy it from them or, you know, buy it from their trunk or whatever. Or I may have a friend that has one at their house that I could take or borrow or steal or, or... there are other options. Criminals are going to be criminals. Yeah. Criminals are criminals because they break the law. They're not following the law. Right. And kids think that's cool well and and how is how is making it harder for you who you know maybe you're a a competition shooter or something and that's strictly what you do and you don't break the law how how is making it harder for you to obtain those tools to do your competitions going to affect the criminals they're still gonna get the guns if that's what they're wanting to get yeah they're they're still gonna get the armor piercing rounds. They're still gonna get tracer rounds. They're still they're gonna get whatever they want. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter what you have in place. We need to double down on what we've already got in place. Well, and I think it was um, Joe Biden. I don't remember when exactly he said it before or after he got in office this last go round. Um, but he had mentioned. You know, you don't need a, an AR-15. You don't need this. You don't need that. You just need a, a double-barrel shotgun. You go out on your porch, and you fire it in the air, and, you know, that's your warning shot. And whoever, basically, whoever had ill will or intent towards you, the, that'll scare them away, and you're good to go. I I like Beta Aurora. Oh, Aurora. his yeah. whatever. I... I I'm going to mispronounce his name because I don't like him. But I 
I like his when he was in the presidential debates where he was like, heck yeah, we're going to come for your AKs. We're going to come for your ARs. We're going to come. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're going to take your AR-15s. Yeah. So you're, <laughs> and I'm trying to not be too loud. You're from Texas and you're telling the American public that you are going to take away their rifles because, because it's considered a quote unquote assault rifle. Yeah. Mm. Did Hold you know, there, did you know a couple of years ago I put on some weight and I've been putting on weight and whatnot, but it was because of my uh, assault utensils, my assault fork, my assault spoon, all that. I mean, it, it's what put the weight on me. I didn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It forced you to. Yeah. To, just like those assault rifles are committing crimes left and right. They are assaulting people. I had yeah. to make sure I locked my case because my rifle almost walked out of it to go commit crimes. This is a very uh, controversial subject that uh, we're bringing up. And and yes. I, I would, and to anybody listening, I would love a debate. To yeah, well, not even necessarily a debate, but a difference of opinion. I, I want to see where. Yeah, I want to see where you're coming from, if you disagree with us, um, and and not to be argumentative or not to gotcha or anything like that. I just I'm open to different perspectives. You know, I want to see your thought process. Why why do you feel differently about it? You know, it'd be interesting just to see what what. Uh, folks have to say it would be yeah Ooh, that's uh that's a that's a good subject man that's a good uh, yeah. uh unfortunately okay. oh we're not done okay unfortunately for us um oh gosh i don't remember what summer it was it was a couple of years back when we were in that uh boating accident and uh oh dude that was tragic man we yeah. lost everything Yep, all the guns, just bye-bye. Yeah, and the ammo. Yeah. Dude, we lost it all. That uh, was, it's, uh, it was a small fortune right there. Yeah, it was. So if anybody can locate that for us, I can't remember what lake it was. But, yeah, um, I remember. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't even think we caught anything that day. We just lost everything. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Definitely a controversial topic. Uh, like I said, open to different perspectives. Uh, obviously, you and me are, are on the same page on this one. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think that these events are tragic when they happen, and they're definitely uncalled for. Oh, um, definitely. And it, we're not sitting here, and we're not trying to belittle anything or take away any, what am I trying to say? Help me out. Come like on. Minim- minimize the severity of the... Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> you know, I I could never imagine losing my children uh, in something, in, in, well, in any situation, but something sure. like that. Right. Um, I mean, you have kids, you want them to grow up and be the adult that you see that's within them that you're trying to guide and and whatnot, and so that way one day they can either bury you in a shoebox or put you in an urn, whatever you want to do, they're supposed to bury you. You are never supposed to bury your children. And right. you know, I couldn't do it. Um, if I ever had to, they'd have to bury me with them. 
I couldn't. And I always, you know, somebody, when I hear about things like this, you know, I'm always in the kitchen cutting onions uh, mm. when these things are going off. Yeah, those so, dang ninjas. You know, it, it really hits home because. Yeah, for sure. N- nobody deserves to lose their children, their child. No. Oh, and you've got school-aged kids, you know. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, it, it's always, it's always a tragedy. Definitely not trying to minimize it at all. At all. Um, I, I, I think that it's unfortunate. I think that the the criminal, whether it's underage, adult, whatever, needs to be held accountable for their actions. And uh, I don't necessarily think that, like, well, if they took the gun from home, that mom and dad should get locked up or, or anything like that. Not. It's a different story if mom or dad provided the gun to them. Like, hey, here oh, you yeah. go. Here you go. Or take this or to school. But, I mean, if you've got your stuff in a safe location and they break into it and steal it, I mean, that's like if your kid took the car without you knowing and committed manslaughter. You know, yeah. uh, I had no idea that they took the keys and ran off. You know, it was the middle of the night or whatever. Yeah. Um. But But, I mean, it's... Unfortunately, you know, it's still going to be a case by case scenario and, you know, where there are warning signs, where they're not, who, who knows? It, 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 I think sometimes people try to assign blame when, you know, the, the criminal is being a criminal. Yeah. There's not always something more to it. Sometimes there is, but I don't know. We could, we could dive deeper and deeper into this thing. It's so good topic, man. I, uh, really like that one that one that one kind of gets the brain going <laughs> as always we'd like to say thank you for stopping by and listening to the podcast yeah we realized that uh, you could have been doing anything uh way more productive but you chose to waste your time with us we look forward to talking about absolutely nothing with you next time if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover please email us at jt and drew show at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash JT Drew Show.